Hello, hello. Welcome back to my, I almost said my channel, <laughs> my big sister's podcast. I'm your host, Tina Kay. Hi, not only am I a week late, but I'm late today. Today's Wednesday, right? Yes. February, February 22nd. Am I saying it right? February. Let me tell you what happened. So I was supposed to post a video last week, last Wednesday, um, talking about Cher because her birthday is Valentine's Day and I already wanted to do a Cher episode and then somebody asked me to do it and I was like, I need no push. <laughs> I already wanted to, even though I know the dog mom stuff gets a little annoying. So this episode might not be for you and I completely get it. You know what I mean? Like I fucking understand because no one's going to love your pet the way you love your pet the way you love your baby, even kids. Like, I wouldn't want to listen to someone's episode about their kid. (laughs) So I'm just being honest with you. So if you don't want to listen to my episode about mine, I get it. But some people do want to know how to, because it's not like a pregnancy. You know what I mean? Like overnight I had Cher and I did hide her for a month. Like I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone when we decided on it. Like, So there are secrets to it that I kept. So I can understand how it's a little bit like, yeah, I want to know what the fuck, how the fuck did that even come up, bitch? Because not once did I say I wanted a chow chow. I was talking about getting Dalmatians. Like where the fuck did all of this come from? So that's what today's episode is going to be about. Um, But I am going to go over hot topics quickly. I can't like lollygag today. I can't because I have an event later and... Basically, this, I just had a lot going on. What happened last week was, I don't know if this is TMI. I don't really care because this is my podcast. When I get my period, my symptoms for you know what act up. And when I have my period for a couple of those days, I'm very just, it's just a little bit harder to think clearly And I can have a conversation, but being independent on a podcast and having every bit of it be your own thoughts, right? It's not that easy. It's a lot easier to have a co-host and someone to bounce off of. But when you need to independently do everything from beginning to end and every sentence is from you and no producer, like (laughs) it's a little bit challenging. And I find, and I'm realizing that when I have my period because it slows down my cognition a little bit. And you might notice this for yourself as well. Like you might just not feel the same or you just feel a little bit slower. You drop things. You just don't feel the brightest, you know? So I realized through the whole episode, I wouldn't say it was a bad episode, but I'm really, I really take pride in the way that I speak and the words that I choose. Even if it sounds like my accent is coming out, even if I don't always sound the smartest, even even when I think I'm doing a good job. This was just like very clear that something was wrong. It was just very clear that I wasn't, I, I sounded basically like hungover. Like I sounded, I just didn't sound like myself. I wasn't proud of the episode. It wasn't an episode where somebody heard it. I would be okay with, like I, anything I upload, I'm okay with whoever hears it. But this is an episode where I would, where I felt like, I don't want anyone to hear this. <laughs> so I didn't upload it. 
But I did talk about hot topics. I spoke about how we got share. And like I said, the content in it was good. It was my delivery that sounded just like stupid. Like I would have shut it off if I wasn't me. And I'm trying to, I'm not very good at thinking long term (laughs) at all. I'm really not good at it. And um, I'm trying to be more mature when it comes to my decisions and about what I put out, whether it's a picture, content at all, an IG story, a TikTok, you know, it is good to kind of just put yourself out there. But I think when you care about something, maybe you guys would agree. I think when you care about something, it does take a little bit of deeper thought. And I'm not good at that, but I'm working on it. So that's what that was. Even though I told you I never want to like not, I don't edit or anything. I didn't even listen back to it. I just fucking knew by the time I was done. And then I was like ruminating on it because I exported it to be uploaded. And then as I was like thinking, I was like, you know what? I'm not really proud of that. (laughs) Not really feeling. And I just didn't feel good in general. I was so dizzy. I just didn't feel good at all. Sometimes my period is just, I don't have like PMDD and I don't have PCOS or anything that makes my actual period painful. I'd never had extreme cramps. I was really blessed that way. I don't have anything serious. I don't have like too much bleeding, like none of those things. But being on my period affects the other things that I deal with. So it feels like my period is hard on me, but it's not. It's hard on me because I have other shit going on. Do you know what I mean? And it really affects me during that week. Like I don't see very well. My cognition is slower. I'm absolutely, well, you guys probably feel like this too. Like you're exhausted. It's just difficult. And I'm not one of those, I wish I was one of those women that's like, could just like get up and fight through it. (laughs) I really do. But my body constitution is just not made that way. God, I'm so fucking jealous of those women. The ones who like, they're sick and they could still go to work or they could just like power through stuff and their body doesn't get tired or they could wake up and you, they don't really need a cup of coffee. <gasps> Bitch. Let me tell you something. That, no. I can't make it longer than 15 minutes after I wake up without having a cup of coffee. That's not a fucking exaggeration. And I feel... Like, I feel like people say that, and then when you meet them or do something with them, you're like, oh, no, you could totally do stuff before you have coffee. No, no, I can't. I absolutely can't. There is no exaggeration. When I wake up, the the reason I have a Keurig and not some fancy fucking coffee machine (laughs) is because when I wake up, it's either already on or I walk over to the Keurig, I turn it on, and then I pee. And then I go back to the Keurig and have my coffee, okay? There's, no, there's no fucking space in between. I'm jealous because I wish I was one of those women who not only wasn't dependent on something, but could really power through. And I'm just, it's never been my constitution. It's just never been that. I I noticed it when I was a teenager. I noticed it when I was in my 20s. I was never that like, you know how people are like, oh my God, I just... The hangovers aren't the same. I used to be able to bounce back. Never. That was never me, bitch. <laughs> I never had a bounce back, which which is, you know, that should have been a fucking sign from the beginning. <laughs> but I never had a bounce back and I certainly don't now. 
So I think in the future, because I don't want that to be a recurring issue. I just think in the future, I'm going to start planning for that. And then maybe I'll double record the weeks before. That way, that week of my cycle, I don't I don't even have to record. And I could just do computer work because it's not like I can't do anything. It's just anything that takes charisma, <laughs> anything that takes using my fucking brain more than usual like this, try to listen to me, sit in your car or something, sit somewhere private and talk to yourself and try to entertain someone for over an hour. Try to do that and tell me how you feel when you're done (laughs) because it could be fucking tiring. Okay. It's not the, it's, it is very easy to sit here. It's definitely not like hard labor. It's not a hard job. It's not like being a nurse, but it's just, not like, not the easiest. Like, I don't know a better word for it because I don't want to insult anyone who has an actual hard fucking job, but it's just not the easiest to entertain, especially for over an hour. Like, bitch, I was thinking last week, I was like, I need a fucking co host <laughs> because <laughs> I need to, like, I need a fucking co host. I need help with this just for that reason because, yeah, anyway. I'm just dragging it on now at this point. Um, If you think I forgot about homework, I didn't. Turn in your fucking homework. I want to see, did you make a vision board? And if you don't have to show me your vision board because I don't like to show mine to anyone. I feel like it's very personal. But let me know if you made it. And remember, my point was it's very good to check in with yourself, whether you have kids, a husband, a boyfriend, a wife, a girlfriend, a partner, a they, whatever you have going on. It's always good to check in with yourself and remember and check in with yourself and and remind yourself of what your goals are. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing things for? And maybe you have an easy answer and maybe you have all the things that you want, but it's okay to have small goals as well. Like maybe you have everything you want, everything's going good, but you'd like a new car or you'd like to start an organization that helps people or you'd like to start a hobby, um, start gardening, or maybe you want to eventually move somewhere else. Remind yourselves of of those things. That's what the vision board is for. It's to me, I find that it could be magical because I, I did get a lot of things that I've made on my vision boards in the past. Even my one for this year, I have something on my vision board that I've already accomplished. But I don't think it's always magic. I think it's just a good reminder of, okay, what are we doing today? And what does it have to do with what I want in the future? Because sometimes life happens and I'm, this happens to me a lot. And that's the only reason why I'm like pushing it because it's also holding myself accountable. Life happens and then you fucking forget like, what the fuck am I doing this shit for? Like, what, where are we going with this? What, what the fuck happened? I disassociated too long. Another major world event happened. And now I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like if you're not a innately self-centered human being, you forget what the hell you're doing. And sometimes when you have a pet, when you have kids, when you get married, when you get into a relationship, you forget to be self-centered or that self-centeredness shifts into giving back into your family and your kids and your pets and whatever. And you forget about yourself because you have so much purpose for your family, but not for yourself anymore. I see a lot of moms do this. And I just think it's nice to 
remind yourself to be selfish, obviously not to like, you know, because sometimes self-centered people are fucking exhausting and annoying, but it's okay to, you know, take, take some time. And even if it's a small thing, even if it's a big thing, like if you want to play the lotto, you can't play. If you wanted to win the lotto, if that's on your goals, you can't win if you're not buying tickets. So even if on your vision board is a piece of paper, one thing written on there, it'll remind you, go keep buying tickets. That's that's the point, right? Like that's just, that's the point. It doesn't mean just because it's on your board, it's going to happen. Listen, I, I had Frenchies on my vision boards. I had Dalmatians on my vision boards. I didn't get those for good reason. I'm grateful I didn't get them, but I did get a puppy that worked for me. Do you see what I'm saying? It just reminds you of the things that you want, the reason you want them. Because I, this is a majority women, by the way. I could see my demographics and it, my podcast is like 98% women um, or at least people who identify as women. And women tend to, because they're clicking women. Like when you sign up for accounts and, and it says like, what's your gender? My my subscribers and listeners click women. It says ninety percent women from New York, California, United States, um, United Kingdom. Where else? I'll pull it. I'll post it for you um, eventually, so you could see where everybody's from. Women tend to forget about themselves. Um, in general, you could look around at your friends and see that. You could look around at your family. You could think about your mom. Not that they forget because they want to, but we kind of get bullied into spaces where we have no choice, right? And I think taking a little time to do something creative and fun and shop for your life and make a vision work, because that's really what it is. You shop around at pictures of like, what do I want? And you might not have, that's the other thing. You might not even have a fucking answer because that's happened to me as well. I've tried to sit and do a vision board and I'm like, I don't even fucking know, bitch. (laughs) I don't even know. And sometimes I still don't know. I feel like I'm figuring it out every day and it changes every day. But just having the thought of, okay, what do I want? What would go on my vision board? could be so life-changing. It could help walk you out of depression. It could help you with anxieties. Do you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes a lot of depression and anxiety is from a lack of purpose. And when you have a direction, which could be a vision board, it could help soothe you a little bit. Like, what the fuck am I going to work for every day? You know, what am I doing all of this for every day? Especially with so many fucking major... devastating news every single day, major events every It's like, what the hell are we doing here? It's okay to shut the TV off, be self-centered, you know, have someone watch the kids for an hour. Some people like to get together to make a vision board. I don't like that because I feel like it really does take some focus and alone time. You don't want to be fucking doing it with your friends. And like, she's putting this on there. No, this is not a time to be braggadocious and like competing and fucking having weird vibes around your vision board. It's okay to be alone. Even if you need to escape from the kids. I know how it is. Go sit in the car for a little drive. (laughs) I know how the fuck it is, bitch. To focus on yourself. Okay. Even if it's a little list in your notes, focus on yourself and open it once a week and remind yourself of what you're doing. What I did, I usually make a paper one and hang it up but I'm really trying to make my room pretty. (laughs) And eventually I'm going to have images on my wall that resonate with me and remind me of what I'm doing here. But for the moment until, you know, because I'm 
I'm fucking sourcing vintage pieces. It's going to take me like years to finish. I made it on Canva, which is a great app, by the way. I made it on Canva and I made it my phone background. So even if I'm not purposely looking at it, subconsciously, I'm always looking at it. It has the images of things that I want to do. It has numbers. It has a mini quote. It has, you know what I mean? The year and stuff like that. So you could do that as well. You could put it right on your phone so you don't have, you know, anything hanging up, especially if you don't have fucking time to do the glue and all that. Cause like really, but put it on your phone, put it somewhere. So send in your homework. At least let me know if you've done it or not. Okay. Let's do a little quick hot topics only because I don't think I can, like I said, I can't dilly dally today. I wish I could, but I just had a busy week. I just had a lot of shit going on. Um, the first one, Rihanna's pregnant. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. If you didn't know, I'll tell you now, I'm not a sports person at all. Okay. I've been taken to, this was years ago when I think it was the Cowboys and the Jets or something. It was like an opening game. I don't even know what that means. I've been taken to that game and I fell asleep. I'm not a football person. I'm not a sports person. I don't like any of it. I just can't get into it. Like if my little sisters wanted me to go to a game with them, I'm going to (laughs) go. You know what I mean? Like I'll do it like depending on the person. But otherwise, I don't want to hear about it. I'm not, you're not, I'm not wearing a fucking jersey. I'm not, it's just so not me. It's just so not me. I've tried too. I used to be into basketball. I was going through a traumatic period in my life. (laughs) I used to be into basketball. I find basketball very entertaining. I think I would go to a basketball game. I know a lot about baseball. I used to play softball and I was really good at it. It's just now, like in my recent years, I just, it's boring to me. I can't get into it. So I didn't watch Super Bowl. I didn't even watch it. I was going to watch for halftime. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to see it on TikTok five seconds after it's on. I'm going to see replays. I'm going to hear all about it no matter what. I don't need to watch the Super Bowl. So I didn't. But I did see, of course, I saw the whole performance. I saw that she's pregnant. Congratulations to Rihanna, her baby number two. I know everybody was trying to figure out like when, when the fuck did she get pregnant? Because didn't she just give birth? You can get pregnant after you give birth. It's really up to you and your doctor. And I think they don't recommend it. I don't know all of the reasons why. I've never had kids. I can't tell you. Um, but some people do well doing that. You know what I mean? And she's got so much money. Okay. Don't let anyone tell you that money will have nothing. Yes, it does. She's got tons of money. She's got tons of, listen to me, money equals resources. So when people tell you money does not get you happiness, yes, the fuck it does. It depends if you have critical thinking skills and problem solving skills. Money has access to resources. Money equals resources and resources can solve a lot of problems. So whether or not she's she got pregnant too soon or whatever the case may be, I'm sure she has the best of the best doctors and nurses and nannies and whatever the f- doulas, whatever is it doulas, whatever the fuck you need to have a baby. I'm sure she's got the best of the best because that's what money can get you. So I'm sure she'll be fine. She looks beautiful and she's only 35. You know what I mean? So she's probably like, I want to do this now while I'm young and still has a, have a career. And I thought that was a great idea at the Super Bowl because it was iconic. I don't think anyone has ever done that before. 
Uh, but I don't think it means an album. <laughs> I really don't think she's going to do music. She makes so much money with Fenty Beauty. And she probably just wants to be a mom. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, for what? Like, why do... People don't make that much doing music. They can, but the real money comes from endorsements and it comes from what they do with the music money because the label really controls what you do with it. It's very complex, but you can make more being a brand owner and being like owning a makeup brand than you could as a musician. The the musicians who have their performers, the musicians who have tons of money, they get the money from doing shows like the Super Bowl and endorsements and brand deals and there's so many different ways to make money once you're famous, but it doesn't actually come from album sales, especially with all of these streaming services. It's like you can get someone's song for free so easily that they don't make album sales anymore. You know, we're not selling CD copies anymore. So it's probably not the most beneficial. She probably has so much money now that she's like, why the fuck would I hustle to make an album (laughs) and stress herself out? When her makeup sells itself, Savage Fenty, the sportswear and lounge and the lingerie does amazing. Why? She don't need to do a fucking album. So anyway, let's move on to other hot topics. That's what I think about it. I kind of, I loved Rihanna's music. I still love her music. I was a huge fan of Rihanna. I did all of it. I went, I waited in line. I went to the shows. I did all of the things. Um, But I get it if she doesn't want to make music now. Okay, uh, oh, I spoke about this on my Instagram. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, it's at my big sisters podcast on Instagram. I'm not too active on there because I'm always on my personal. I do shares account as well. Shares TikTok is fucking blown up. So it's just a lot of work when you do everything by yourself. Not hard work, but just a lot of things on one to do list. Um, but I did talk about this on my on the podcast Instagram, the Ohio- Palestine, Ohio. This was a big deal. And you know, I don't like to talk about politics or major world events on the podcast because it's like, this is escapism, babe. Like, I didn't fucking come here for you to depress me. I know. Okay. And I'm not going to go too deep into it. But I do think it's important to be aware just because it will affect us if it didn't already. What happened was a train derailed and the the substances on this train are extremely toxic. And for whatever fucking reason... The company felt like it would be better to burn the chemicals that were on the train because they felt if they didn't burn them off, a slow burn, a controlled burn, if they didn't do that, then it would have blown up and been like a nuclear bomb in the area. However, they didn't evacuate people properly and they didn't burn it properly because they just burned it into the fucking atmosphere It got into the water, it got into the soil, and it affected everyone around them. They evacuated people afterwards. So those people who didn't even know the fuck what was happening, they just went outside and was like, what the hell is this burn in the sky? And didn't feel good. Pets immediately died. Could you fucking imagine? Like, please think about this. This is the only reason I'm bringing it up is because this is so close to home and so many of these people were not aware of it. In the moment, they literally opened their door and was like, what the fuck is going on? And it wasn't like a terrorist attack. This was something that was fucking controlled by people in our country. This this is really serious and it keeps happening, these train derailments. So 
that's why I'm bringing it up because as a dog mom myself, especially because this is what this episode's going to be about, I was thinking to myself, I can't fucking imagine that. I like, no, I, I listen to me inconsolable. I would be uncontrolled. Okay. You might as well just put me in jail immediately if something ever happened to share like just just lock me up because it's not going to end well like could you fucking imagine you got babies and toddlers and pets and oh my god so basic okay i'm getting (laughs) i'm getting sidetracked because i'm getting so passionate they did the slow burn didn't tell people soon enough people's pets died they didn't feel good they were throwing up their eyes were red their throats hurt like very clear signs of intoxication by chemical then it got into the water. The fish were fucking dead, which means if it gets into the water, it gets into the waterways. So the drinking water, the the sh- your toilet water, your bathroom water, everything you use in your... Just think about right now in your house. Right now. Think about it. At work, at your house, you take a shower. You Even if you have a filter in your fridge or a Brita, all of that water you use to fill the dog's bowl, to wash your hair, to wash your face, to brush your teeth, all of that contaminated by something so toxic the chemical they're talking about i don't know the terms and i don't want to mislabel it you can google all of these things the chemical was used to to choke people in like world war one like this is a choking agent just by the fumes in your fucking water it's that serious and i know that i'm just like a little girly podcaster but you could find all this information on the internet, okay? This is not something I'm just over-dramatizing. You could find all these things on the internet. It's very concerning. Here's where it gets all the way to New York. If you know how clouds and rain works, the clouds soak up whatever is on the fucking ground and then spit it back out. Ohio had acid rain. This rain traveled up. So wherever the clouds move, it travels to... And when it spits out that toxic rain, the acid rain, it goes into the next state soil. And this happened for weeks afterwards. People didn't even fucking know about this. I didn't learn about it until like maybe a week later. It's just very serious. Even when it rains today, we don't know what the fuck is in the rain. I mean, New York always has some type of acid rain, but this is next level. Like this is really fucking serious. People in upstate New York were seeing oil in their water, which is part of the substance that was burned into the fucking air. People's farms died. A lot of our groceries and what is grown is from Ohio. They're not, a lot of these farms aren't going to be able to grow anything. Anything that you usually get, and if it says from Ohio, you're probably not going to want to buy that. This specific chemical is known to cause different cancers like brain cancer. I think one of them is bladder cancer. All different types of cancers. I mean, does it even fucking matter which kind? I think down the road, we're going to see how many problems this really caused for people's health. This is very much like Chernobyl. And if you know me in real life, (laughs) if we are close, (laughs) you know that I think about Chernobyl maybe once a week since I found out about it. It's probably like an obsessive thing because I find I found the whole Chernobyl situation very alarming. I learned about it years ago and then I started researching on it and the way Chernobyl was handled. Obviously, that's nuclear, but that this is exactly what the fuck happened. Something was burned into the air and they tried to cover it up because they knew how bad it was. They didn't try to cover it up because it's not a big deal. 
They tried to cover it up because it's a huge deal. A reporter who was trying to expose it got put in jail. And this comes from these billion dollar corporate companies who have so much money, they're able to control their surroundings. They're able to pay people off and make sure it doesn't get out because they knew they would be held responsible. There's going to be a class action lawsuit that is going to cost so much fucking money for them because now finally, it's weeks late, but finally, um, environmental protective, the environment, is it environmental protective agency? They're, yeah, the EPA, right? They're going to, right? Okay. I might be saying that wrong. I have dyslexia. They're forcing the railroad company to take responsibility and cover all the costs for cleanup in addition to covering, I think, medical expenses for the surrounding area. Here's the thing. You can't get that shit out of the soil. You can't fix what's already been done. Luckily, it's not like Chernobyl, where Chernobyl, if you look up Chernobyl, that shit is still burning because it's nuclear. There's almost no way to fix that. They just keep putting more covers over it because they, we don't know, like the human race does not know how to undo radiation, like especially tangible radiation, like a nuclear fucking explosion. So they just keep covering Chernobyl. But the surrounding area, you can't live over there. It caused tons of fucking health issues. Even the people who go over there and try to fix things, they have to take iodine, they have to wear suits, and they might still end up with fucking issues. And then the surrounding areas where the wind blew, those people had issues. People from the surrounding areas have a lot of thyroid issues, a lot of genetic issues with their health. A lot of kids were born with issues like... It caused a lot of problems. I think we're going to be seeing the same things from this. So I just wanted to alert you to it, to just be aware of where you get your food, what your water is looking like, the rain. Just pay attention to the stuff that happens in your area, okay? I understand if paying attention to shit overseas is overwhelming and all of these things, it's too many things at once. But this was something so major and happened so subtly, subtle, suddenly, and it absolutely affected your water, the air, the soil. They need to be spoken about. So I'm sorry to be depressing, but it just felt like an emergency to me. And I, and I have already done so much research on, because, you know, I don't talk about shit that I don't know about, but this is something I know about just because I spent a lot of time in the past looking into what the fuck happened to Chernobyl and why did they try to hide it? I'm not talking about just the fucking documentaries. I mean, like I've read stuff. I've spoken to people. It's just something I took a major interest in for no fucking reason. I don't know why. So when this happened, I noticed the pattern immediately. And it's very concerning. Luckily, I mean, I think it was yesterday. It was, is it the EPA or the EAP? I gotta Google that. Hold on. I think it was yesterday they they started forcing EAP forced hold on EAP told nor is it Northfolk Railroad Railway Rail it's EAP Yeah and it's Norfolk Southern's Norfolk Southern Rail Railway. Luckily, they're forcing them to take responsibility. 
who knows? Who knows how it's going to end up? But I could see a lot of health issues coming out of this. And it's very unfortunate. So I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, One more thing. Oh, I wanted to yell at you about something. <laughs> Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly. Apparently he cheated. Blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck about this couple. But something I give a fuck about is what I saw all over the internet when people were suspecting that he allegedly cheated on her with the drummer girl or whatever. <sighs> a lot of, oh my God, if Megan Fox get cheated on, we don't stand a chance. I know none of you said that, right? That didn't come out of any of your mouths because I know that you know better, right? Because what do we know? Cheating has nothing to do with what you look like. Cheating has nothing to do with how you look, how beautiful you are, what size you are, how good your body is in shape, how much weight you're holding, how smart you are, how much money you make. None of it. You can you can have you could be doing everything they want. Everything. You could be the best wife, girlfriend, anything. You could be doing it all. You could be the happiest. You could be cooking every day. You could be cleaning everything. You could be raising the kids. Great. Doesn't matter. Cheating has nothing to do with what the person looks like. Okay? We know this. This is not new. This is not, oh my God, but Megan Fox, she's so hot. Like, how could he? What do you mean, how could he? (laughs) What do you, no. But I'm not yelling at you because you guys know this. I don't need to tell you that. I'm yelling at others. Who maybe didn't know. Let me let me enlighten you. It will never have to do with what you look like. You could treat someone the absolute best. You could treat them like they are the sun and the moon and do everything they ever wanted. You could be the most beautiful in the entire world. It doesn't fucking matter. If that person who cheated is insecure and they looked like they looked they looked for outside validation, it has everything to do with their own personal issues. You can't change or stop someone from cheating. You could check their phone every day. You could follow them. You could let them know you know. It doesn't matter. It's not going to stop them. Because when someone cheats, when someone agrees to be in a monogamous, monogamous, (laughs) monogamous, when someone agrees to be in a loyal relationship, (laughs) I'll change the word, when someone agrees to be loyal and committed, but they lie so they could cheat anyways, that issue is within themselves. They either are not fit for monogamy, have commitment issues, have self-esteem. It's usually self-esteem. It's usually men who do not feel good about themselves. It's usually men who are painfully insecure, painfully insecure about their looks, about their thoughts, (laughs) about their money, about their height, like who gives a fuck? They're insecure. So they need to go look for someone else or someone else made them feel good. Like someone else fed their ego the way they needed it to be fed. And they need to go sleep with that person. It's like a drug, okay? It will never be because of what someone looks like. I was not shocked that Machine Gun Kelly Kelly possibly maybe cheated on Megan Fox. I could see... I actually believe the hotter the person is, the more likely the other person is to cheat because of the insecurity, like the, the, the thoughts in their head. If someone's not fully 
if someone is not fully, if a person is not con, listen, I've cheated before in the past. Okay. And let me tell you why. I mean, how old was I? 17, 18? Yeah. I was like 17, 18, 19, fully cheated. Do you know why? Because I needed validation because I was selfish because I didn't value the commitment. Did I cry when I got caught? Yes, <laughs> because I was insecure. I didn't value the commitment. I really loved the validation from others. I just wanted more of it. Like it was not because my partners at the time weren't good enough. I wasn't even thinking about them. I wasn't even thinking about them. I was thinking about how I felt. I was The other key here is I wasn't old enough nor ready to be in a committed relationship. I was not ready to be in a committed relationship. I didn't even know what the fuck that meant that young. So of course I was making mistakes and being selfish and hurting people. Anybody below 25 <laughs> just, just shouldn't be in a committed relationship. It's far too young. You have so many other things to do. You have so much life to figure out and so much to work through with your inside feelings. And I think some people don't get to do that or they avoid it or whatever it may be. People who cheat just have a lot of stuff going on inside. And if they are, if it is because they're painfully selfish, that still mean that still means they have a lot of stuff going on inside. They're painfully selfish for a reason. They're selfish, they're narcissistic, they're abusive, whatever it may be, that's a fucking them issue. That is their problem. That is not your fucking problem. All you need to do is nip that in the bud. First time you know, close it off, end it, and move the fuck on. Because those types of people, right? The people who agree to being something committed and cheat anyway, that doesn't get fixed overnight. That takes time and it takes self-work. And you can't make someone work on themselves. You just can't. They have to choose to want to work on themselves. They have to choose to want to be a better human being. And sometimes losing someone great teaches them that lesson and then they won't cheat on the next person, but they didn't value you enough to not cheat on you. They didn't value you enough to work on themselves. They didn't value you enough to be honest and say, listen, I'm not ready to be committed because I still have a lot of inside feelings where I need outside validation. And I just don't think I'm in a place where I would even be honest with you about it. People don't know how to be that honest. That's why when you see it, just exit. Just It's a them issue. It's not a you issue. It has, has nothing to, there's nothing you could have done. They might, narcissistic people might tell you, oh, it's because you did this, you did this. No, it'll never be because of that. Because if they weren't happy, they could have just left. The cheating part has everything to do with them. Some people also, you have to keep in mind, some people also get off on being sneaky and hiding shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've dated someone who loved that. He just liked to cheat. Like he just liked having a side piece. He just liked it. Like he admit to it. He just liked having a secret. Some people are like that. It will never be because of you, no matter what someone tells you. It's not, has nothing to do. They'll fucking lie and tell you, oh, they put weight on or it wasn't the same. No, they could have just left if they were not happy. Nothing about what, I'm, I'm scratching my eye. Nothing about what you look like, what somebody looks like, how sexy someone is, how not sexy someone is. 
has anything to do with if the other person cheated. The other person cheated because they were not happy being committed. And instead of being an adult and mature and exiting the relationship, they went and did something childish and cheated. So please, I don't, I know none of you said that though, right? None of you said that. You don't believe that. You know that if someone cheats, it's a them issue and not a you issue. Machine Gun Kelly, I don't know his real name. He cheated because of his own shit. If he did, allegedly. He did not cheat because Megan wasn't hot enough. And Megan being hot is never going to make someone commit. That's not how that goes. That's not how that works. Okay. You know that though, right? Okay, great. Um, What else? Oh, I want to talk to you about something else. Oh, I'm seeing a lot of Brad Pitt going viral, his outfits and the way he looks. Please remember, he put his hands on Angelina Jolie. Okay. He hired Johnny Depp's PR team to fix his image, just like they did for Johnny. And I'm... we. I didn't forget, we are going to go into Johnny and Amber Heard a different day. I'm still processing. (laughs) But please, let's not forget. And it's not a he said, she said situation. What happened was Brad put his hands on her on a fucking airplane. And what happens in the sky is not controlled by your local police department. If you assault someone in the sky... The FBI needs to handle it. So there's an FBI report stating that he put his hands on her. His own children testified in court that he put his hands on her and that they do not want to be around him. I'm pretty sure, I can't confirm, I'm going to have to look it up. You could look it up if you want to. I'm pretty sure he's only allowed supervised visitation with his children if they want to speak to him at all because of what he did to, to their mother, okay? So yes, Brad Pitt is very attractive. And it's a shame that he let his drinking get to a place where he ended up being abusive to the mother of his kids. Whether or not they were still together, I don't know, but it's still the mother of his, chil- his six fucking children that he chose, he wanted to adopt Maddox. He chose to have more children with her. He chose that life. And he still let his addiction take a hold over him and put his hands on her on in a flight. So she was completely isolated. She couldn't have left. They were in the air. Okay, so let's not forget when he's going viral and everyone's loving on him because he has a, a movie coming out and he's got a new fucking stylist and a great wig piece on and he had beautiful work done. He he does look handsome. That's fine. You could be handsome and be a piece of shit. Two things can exist at the same time, okay? He put his hands on the mother of his children in a flight in front of them. In front of them. I'm pretty sure he shoved one of the kids. That's the type of trauma you don't get over. That's just inexcusable to me. It's not, he, listen, Johnny's up in Amber Heard. There was very little, the evidence they had was very like, it wasn't very clear. There was no direct police report stating what he did. It was a lot of heat. Like, I watched the entire trial. But Brad Pitt has, there's an FBI report and his own kids testifying against him. Okay? It's very sad and it's very unfortunate. But I really, I, that fucking, irks, just like Chris Brown, fucking irks the shit out of me. Because I, why, why? Why is a fucking abuser being put on a pedestal 
And I see women, listen, anyone who's comfortable abusing a woman, he's not going to pick you either. Not how that goes. Okay. Let me get into the main idea because (laughs) I'm already getting passionate and fucking annoying. And I don't have a lot of time. I have like 30 minutes left before I got a shower and start getting my shit together. Okay. Share. So if you didn't know, I have a two-year-old chow chow now. She's now two years old. She's a black purebred chow chow. Um, I named her, we named her Cher. (laughs) I'll start with telling you how we picked her name. Well, no, I guess I'll start with telling you how this even happened. So for a long time, we wanted a puppy. Um, Originally, we wanted a Frenchie, which is like, I don't even know how the fuck that happened. I think Frenchies were trending and they were tiny. And we just heard that they were great apartment dogs and we were still in an apartment at the time. And I don't even fucking know. They're so, we almost bought like an $8,000 fucking French bulldog. And I'm the one that was like, no, babe, please (laughs) hold on. (laughs) Like, let's think this through because I don't know. It just didn't sit right with me. I just, I think I just wanted a puppy for so long that it felt like that would be a good fit because apparently they're, like I said, great apartment dogs and they're tiny and you could travel with it and blah, blah, blah. And the blue ones are so cute. I, I just told, you know, when it was like a trend to get a Frenchie, I, that, this is years ago. I fell for that, right? So we were researching and we wanted a blue one and blah, blah, blah. And you have to find a respectable breed or whatever the, like a, what do they call it? Um, a responsible breeder or there's no responsible breeders when it comes to Frenchies. I'm sorry. We could fight. We could, you could fight me. You could fight me in the comments. You could fight me in the comments. There's like one or two responsible breeders who purposely breed them to actually have a snout and, and a nose. And like, they, they will not breed a puppy that has a pushed in face. Do you know what I'm saying? We could argue about this if you want to, but there's proof over and over and over again. There's no way to responsibly breed French bulldogs. They have, all of their little pushed in faces, it's a birth defect. It's a birth defect, okay? They have a lot of issues for this reason. A lot of them don't even live long because of how many issues they have. They can't fucking breathe. So years ago, I fell for that shit. We almost got one and I just, I don't know, it didn't feel right. So I was like, forget it. Then COVID, and then we were just bit, like I was just busy anyway. That was it too. Like I'm, of course we wanted a puppy, but I work, you work, we're not home. We leave during the day. We wouldn't get home till like eight o'clock at night. This is like pre-COVID. We're out all day. You spend most of your day outside, whether it's like running errands after work, commuting, going to the gym, like we're never home. It just would just be mean. Then COVID happened. And in the beginning of COVID, I didn't know that we were, I mean, I kind of knew, but I I don't know. I kind of knew in the beginning, but I thought eventually we would go back to work. I don't know. I think I was just so shell-shocked in the beginning that I didn't feel like getting a dog was a good idea because we didn't know what would happen to the world. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like, we don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, why would I get a dog right now? Even though I wanted one because I was home. Um, I think March 13th was my was my last day. And I started working from home for the company. And then the company just couldn't sustain how much damage COVID put on to the company. I'm not going to say which company because like that's a little bit too much information, babe. But it they just couldn't, they couldn't uphold everything. So they end up letting me go. I think it was around, was it June? 
Oh my God, I can't even remember. If I stopped in March, it wasn't that long after they were like, they were like crying. HR was like in tears on the phone. They were like, we're so sorry. Like they went through it. Okay. So then I was like, okay, well now I'm going to be home. Let me just, you know, I've always had different jobs. I've never just had one job. I've always worked like two or three jobs at the same time. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just do what I'm doing at home. And even then still, I was like, I don't, I, I want a dog, but I don't know what kind. I definitely don't want a Frenchie. I think there was five minutes where I researched it and I was looking for litters because again, I did, I never had a dog myself as an adult and I didn't know much at the time. This was like 2020. I didn't know that much and I was looking and I was looking for litters and I, that was hard to do because everyone was getting a dog during COVID. There was no litters available and I definitely wanted a girl. Then there was a, I was talking to somebody in Miami who breeds Frenchies and they had a litter and there was all boys. I took it as a sign. Oh no, did we want a boy? Oh God, I'm getting confused, but it doesn't really matter. I took it as a sign and I was like, a Frenchie's not for us. Then, um, then we traveled and you know, things changed. It was like 2021 now and we can kind of see where the world is going you kind of see like, okay, COVID is, you know, it sucks, but people are going to go back to work and blah, blah, blah. So that's when I was like, all right, whatever. I'm, we don't, I just let it go. We don't need a dog. I let it go. We travel anyway, blah, blah, blah. But I did like Dalmatians. <laughs> I don't know what I saw on Dalmatians, but I just, I love them. I still love them. And I look them up like I would always, I bought like a stuffed Dalmatian and I would just look at them because I think they're beautiful. I definitely wanted one. Um, and I looked up the characteristics. And from what I found, Dalmatians need about four hours of stimulation a day, but actual activity. Like they need to be outside running. They need to be trained and played with constantly. They're not a lazy breed. They need a lot of work. And a lot of people talk shit like... <laughs> They're nasty. Obviously, I got a chow chow. I don't care if a fucking dog breed is nasty. But they're nasty. They're skittish. They bite. And I researched all that. So they're skittish because a lot of them are deaf. A lot of dogs that are white with black spots, even in other breeds, they're deaf. A lot of white dogs are deaf. It's just something with the gene, with the white fur gene. So they're not skittish because they're skittish. They're skittish because they're fucking deaf. They can't hear you coming. And they're usually, they usually get snappy and nasty and become hard to deal with is because they need more activity than their owners give them. They need to be outside like playing fetch and doing nose work for like four hours a fucking day. And we were in a two bedroom at the time. We were in an apartment. So I was like, "Mm, that's just, it's just never going to be a fit. As much as I want one, I'm also not a person who could just be outside playing fetch for four fucking hours. <laughs> so I was like, forget it. Like, I want a Dalmatian, but it's just not a good fit for my lifestyle. There's, I'm just not going to be that active. Like, it's just not for me, even though they're beautiful. And at the time, we didn't have a backyard. We didn't have any land. Like, we just had an apartment. So, and you can, I've learned now, you could definitely have an active dog in an apartment. It just depends on you because there's so many places you can take them, but it depends on you. I knew there was no way I'm taking a dog outside for four four or five fucking hours to throw a ball and run. And I just knew I wasn't going to do that. So I let that go. And 
then I was just like, okay, we're just not going to be dog people. Like, that's fine. Maybe down the road, I'll eventually get a dog because I really wanted one. I was very lonely at home. My, you know, you guys know my family doesn't live on Staten Island. I don't have a lot of friends here. Um, my boyfriend had, has, I, what, what I guess COVID considered a fucking essential job. So he was never home. Even if he was not the same thing, like, Just because you're home together all day doesn't mean you should socialize together all day. Like, that's a little bit too much. But I'm I'm alone so often. It got so fucking lonely, especially during COVID because people were so scared. Like, my mom was scared to come near me. I was scared for my mom to come near me. It was, like, stressful. And it was depressing. And I eventually just, like, let it go. Like, whatever. I'll find other hobbies. I'll find other shit to do. I'll do this. I'll do that. We'd let it go. Then I got COVID. This was the first time I got COVID. I got it three times. The first time I got COVID. Oh, I got to pee. Should I take a break? No, I'll tell this story first. The first time I got COVID was in April, the beginning of April, 2021. I got it bad, really bad, really, really fucking bad. And we, my mom had to fight for me to get the antibody treatment while she was sick too, because my mom, my sister and me, we all got COVID for the first time in April, 2021, at the same time. We were hanging out that night. My throat was hurting. I was had a dry cough. My mom and sister didn't feel good by the time they got home. Next day, I woke up sick as fuck. I was so fucking sick. And right away, my mom was trying to get me the antibody treatment because it was getting worse and worse. She was okay and my sister was fine. I had it the absolute worst as I kind of fucking knew. I remember crying in the ferry like when COVID first happened in March. I remember crying waiting for the ferry because I knew if I get COVID, I'm going to be so fucking sick. I cried a year prior. (laughs) Like (laughs) I fucking knew it was going to make me so sick because I'm on immunosuppressants. So for my illness, I have to be on immunosuppressants. They have to basically lower my immune system so anything I catch is just detrimental to me. Like any, I, even a cold will put me on my ass. You know what I mean? Like everything hits me 10 times harder. A fucking hangover hits me 10 times harder. Everything. I'm just super sensitive now. It's so fucking annoying. I just knew it was going to fuck me up and it did. I fought to get the antibody treatment. This has to do with the share story, by the way. I fought to get the antibody treatment my mom did for me. And it was like 10 days later. I didn't eat the whole time, by the way. The worst symptom was the headache and the nausea. I've never been so nauseous in my life. I couldn't take my medication. on the At the time, I was on a medication. I was on an immunosuppressant twice a day. I couldn't take it because you have to eat on that medication or you'll pass out. Um, and I told my neurologist and we just decided, you know, until you're recovered, if you can't take it, you can't take it. Like, what are we going to do? Because I couldn't even drink water. That's how nauseous I was. Couldn't even drink water. It was horrific. Couldn't shower, couldn't walk, couldn't stand. It was so bad. Finally, I got the antibody treatment. Um, I had the fever, everything, body pain. The antibody treatment worked. It was like 24 hours later, maybe a little bit longer than 24 hours. It started working. It just started like, it felt like COVID was leaving my body. It was amazing. My head stopped hurting. I was sore and tired because the body pain was like, I had a fever so bad my body was shaking and I was sore from that. Like the jerking and the twit, like it was just so painful and I was tired for a long time, but the headache went away. Um, 
I could breathe the whole time. I only had a dry cough for like two days. The headache went away. The nausea went away. I was able to eat again. I was just tired for a really long time afterwards. But after having COVID, like after I was finally over it, I felt like I had a new lease on life. I was so fucking sick without exaggeration because I try not to exaggerate at all or over-dramatize, you know, my symptoms or how I feel. Like, you know, like I don't get on the internet. I don't even think I told anyone I had COVID. Like I didn't go on the internet saying, oh my God, I got COVID. I couldn't even think, bitch. I wanted to die. I felt like I was going to die. Like I, it was the worst I've ever felt. So when I finally felt better, it just changed a lot in my head. I was very like, fuck everything, YOLO. (laughs) I was very like, holy shit. Like, holy shit. I, that could have really went south if I didn't get that antibody treatment. If my mom didn't fight for me to get that antibody treatment, I can't even believe they, they denied me of it. If she didn't fight to get me that, I don't know how bad it could have gotten. It was so bad. So anyway, by the time I was over it, I was very like, I'm already impulsive. I already make impulsive decisions, big impulsive decisions. I'm very like, okay, let's just fucking do it. It takes nothing, okay? I do my research on stuff, but it doesn't mean I don't make impulsive decisions because I do. This made that 10 times worse. Like by the time I felt better, I was like, let's do everything and anything and fucking (laughs) who cares? What do you want to do next? I was in that frame of mind, right? So this was like two weeks later, him and I were scrolling TikTok um, and we get, hold on, I got to pee real quick. I'm going to stop this and come right back. Okay, I'm back. (laughs) I peed really fast. Sorry. I just, you know when you can't even hold it anymore? Oh my God. Okay. Where was I? We were scrolling TikTok and you know how it is at nighttime. I was, you know, you smoke a little weed, scrolling the TikToks and on my, I was so high. I don't even remember what account this was. I wish I would have saved it. Maybe I can go back and check. I don't even know, but a little black chow chow. It was like a TikTok of this little fluffy black chow chow. And we were like, what the fuck is that? What? Like, it was so cute. So he was like, well, look up the characteristics. Because obviously after that, we were like, what is this? We went to the account. It's a black chow chow. And and immediately I was Googling chow chow characteristics. <laughs> and everything it said, if you look it up now, it says like loyal and protective. And I read all this stuff. And when I read protective, I was like, oh my God, that's it. Because... What I didn't say before was as I was home during COVID, right? I like to walk, okay? I love to walk. I would go for walks and I was followed twice to the point where I had to hide in the deli that I lived near. Luckily, I knew everybody in the neighborhood, but I was, I had to hide in the deli. This was like in the broad daylight that I just stopped going for walks and I bought a treadmill because I was like, this is insane. And um, that's when I wanted like a bigger, I didn't want a little dog. Because I would have just gotten a little dog. It's much easier to have a small dog. But I didn't want a dog where anyone would feel comfortable approaching me. So I wanted a big dog. But I didn't want, I can't keep up with the, with big dog energy. Like if you have a German Shepherd, a Mal, what is a a Mala, a Malamoy? Oh my God, I can't remember. Belgian Malamu or some shit like that. 
if you have any of these big dogs, you have to do a lot of training. You have to do, which I did anyway with Shara, but they, they're active as fuck. Like they, they need, like I said, with a Dalmatian, you have to take them outside. You've got to run. You've got to do nose work, all these different things. So I couldn't even, I didn't know every dog breed, but I couldn't think of one where they're going to be big, but also something that I can maintain and be in an apartment. That's why I just gave up. I'm like, forget it. Like I just, whatever. <laughs> I just won't go for walks outside. Like I don't know what to do. So when I looked up Chow Chow, um, it said all lazy, doesn't smell, doesn't bark, um, loyal. And then it said protective. And I was like, oh, protective. He was like, oh, wow, that sounds good. Like, cause that's what you want, right? So and he was like, well, look for a puppy. Well, let's just get one because you have to think, I almost fucking died two weeks ago. (laughs) He was stressed, okay? Stressed. I mean, maybe he wasn't. To me, he looked stressed. I was also out of it, so I don't know. But I was sick as fuck two weeks ago. So we're like, we're already impulsive people. And we kind of set each other off. Like, if he feels impulsive about something, I'm like, yeah, just let's just fucking go for it, you know? So he's like, okay, just look for one. We'll get one. Go ahead, just pick one out. I'll get you one. So I was like, Great. So I'm looking and I was like, wait, but we should adopt. So let me see if there's any available for adoption. So of course I'm going on PetFinder and I see a whole litter on PetFinder. I, you can tell where this is going. You're probably like, bitch, this is a fucking backyard breeder. Well, it was. (laughs) I thought it was like an accidental litter which is not far off from the truth because now I'm in all of these like chow chow rehome groups and I'm very knowledgeable now. What is it? Two years later, a year later. I'm very knowledgeable now, but at the time I didn't know much about being a dog parent. I didn't know much about breeds and backyard breeding and response. I didn't know any of these things. So there was a litter. The guy answered, I emailed a few people, like a couple places just didn't have a litter available. Um, they're not in, chow chows are just not in puppy stores. I guess they don't sell because their stigma of being aggressive and biting and stuff. A lot of apartments in New York do not allow chow chows. A lot of establishments that allow dogs don't allow chow chows. It's like pit bulls, except pit bulls are bred like crazy. They're in every shelter. Chow chows are not that popular where, where I am in New York. They're not popular. So to find one to rehome or adopt, it wasn't that easy. I was looking and I guess I just didn't know well enough at the time. Now I could find a puppy child for you, like a chow chow puppy for you immediately. But then I just didn't, I don't know. I just wasn't that bright, I guess. I just didn't know enough. So I, this guy had a whole litter on Pet Finder and he messaged me back that they're available. They were 10 weeks. And I think the price was like, that's when I kind of figured like, mm, I feel like this guy's a breeder because it was very expensive. <laughs> so he's, um, he text, I gave my phone number because I don't care. He's texted me these videos and pictures. He sent me a video of Cher. Okay. He sent me a video of all, the whole litter. I think he had like five puppies left. They are so cute. Oh, they were so cute. At that point, I was like, I don't give a fuck where they're from. I just want one because I'm thinking they're already born. I went to Petfinder. I tried to look for available chows to adopt. Couldn't find one. You have to remember also, this was 2021 where there was so many people adopted that there actually wasn't a lot of available 
puppies to even foster in New York. Now there is because a lot of people went back to work and gave up their dogs. But at the time, there really wasn't. So I, he's sending me all these pictures. Oh, I was sold. She was so cute. Oh my God. All of them were so cute. Um, he was sold on it. I'm showing him the pictures. He was like, yeah, fuck it. Just like, where do we go get her? He was all the way upstate and it was like five hours. This was also two days before my sister's birthday. So it was Bella's Sweet 16, April 24th. So this was like April 22nd or something where we're like, or maybe the 23rd at night. Like, I don't know, but this was very close to Bella's birthday. We did not have time to drive five hours upstate to pick her up and then drive back because we had to go to dinner for Bella's birthday. I had plans with Bella to do her hair and makeup, to do my mom's hair and makeup. Like it was a whole, we already had plans. Like I didn't have time to fucking go all the way out and pick her up. So we offered more money to have the guy deliver her. So he was like, which one do you want? And I said, the smallest girl that you have, because they get kind of big. They can get to like 80 pounds. And I said, whatever the smallest girl you have is. And he sent me the paperwork, like her vet um, information. And I think she was like picture number four or something like that. So I'm already like gathering that, okay, this guy's probably a backyard breeder. So whatever. I'm in too deep. I fell in love with the videos. I'm impulsive. I almost died two weeks ago. (laughs) This is where my head is at. I obviously don't think you should buy from a backyard breeder. But at the same time, looking back, Today, in today's time, I would find an available puppy who needs to be rehomed. But even so, these puppies are born and he wasn't able to adopt them out because like I said, people do not want chow chows because of their stigma. It's, it's even hard to get them rehomed. So they weren't selling either way. Puppies sell at like six weeks. These, Cher was already 10 weeks. She was 10 weeks with her parent dogs. That's a long time. Usually they're in in puppy stores already. At, they're already like sold. He couldn't fucking sell them. So either way, they would have ended up in a fucking rehome group. If you think of it that way, I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't do that again, but you know what I'm saying? So we offered more money to have him deliver her to us. And he sent me the vet paperwork. I called the vet on the paperwork like on the low, on the side. He, I didn't tell this person I was calling, but I called and I said, listen, obviously this guy is fucking back or breeding at this point, but I fell in love with the puppy. Is everything good? Like, is everything good? Or is this a scam or whatever? She was like, no, they're all healthy. The mom was here. She's healthy. I think it was her first litter. The dad was here. He's healthy. His first litter. Everything's great. They were fine. You know, I, I didn't see anything wrong. The puppies looked great. And I was like, okay, whatever, that's good news. So that I took that as like, okay, great, I'll send the deposit. So I sent a guy the deposit. We didn't tell anyone because what are the chances that we got scammed? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to be embarrassed either. So I just didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I only told Bella the night before her birthday. We were in my room at the apartment. And I literally remember saying, I said, do you want to know a secret? She was like, yeah, what? I said, we got a puppy. She was like, what? And I was like, I don't want to tell anyone because he's delivering it tomorrow before your birthday, the guy. And in case we get scammed, I don't want to tell anyone. But if it's not a scam, we, we're getting a puppy. And he, she was like, oh, my God. So we we're the only three people who knew. Um, And then, yeah, we didn't want to tell anyone because I, I didn't want to be embarrassed. So 
it was Bella's birthday. I'm doing her makeup. Only her and I know. And we're like geeked out. And the guy texts me, okay, I'm on the way. I'll be there in a few hours. So on the low, I'm texting my boyfriend because my mom and my sister are at the house. And I didn't want to tell my mom because my mom is, she would be like, oh my God, you know what I mean? And I didn't want her to be like disappointed if this was a fucking scam. And I want, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't want any, it's like if you're, it's not the same, but you know how people wait to announce they're pregnant because you don't want like to deal with this shit of it fell through, whatever. Everybody in my life is very dramatic. <laughs> so it's easier to keep some stuff to yourself until you know for sure. That's all it was. But I needed to tell someone, so I told Bella. <laughs> and I knew she would keep the secret too. So I'm doing their makeup. We're all getting ready for a sweet 16. The breeder is supposedly on the way with the puppy. And I'm texting my boyfriend, okay, he's on the way. So my boyfriend on the low goes to like, we're all in the same apartment, like hanging out and stuff. So he's like, all right, I'm going to the gym. But really, he's going to PetSmart to go get a crate and the bowls and a name tag and whatever. And that's when he was like, are we naming her Cher? And I was like, yes, (laughs) I I wanted to name her Cher. I've always, I knew that in my head when I thought I was going to get a Dalmatian or whatever. I knew that the name was going to be Cher. I just didn't want to say that to him because I felt like I didn't want him to feel like it's only mine, you know, but since he said it, he liked, he liked the name on his own. So I was like, that's perfect for me. That's great. I was going to let it be like, okay, we'll pick a name together, whatever. But he suggested, so I was like, yes, (laughs) yes, that's a perfect name. So he went to go get her a harness, a collar, all the stuff, all the stuff you need, food and treats and toys, everything you need. He went to go pick that up, right? So I finished, this took, the guy was like five hours away. So I finished the hair and makeup. They go back home to go get dressed and everything. So now it's just me and him. And we have, I'm getting ready. And we have like an hour before we have to leave to go to Bella's V16. And the guy is like 20 minutes away. Mind you, we didn't tell anyone. So what are we doing with Cher while we're at the Sweet 16? We have no fucking idea. Like I said, we're impulsive. There was no plan. And this isn't even the craziest thing we've ever done. This is just how we are about things sometimes. And again, it was also like, we didn't want to plan too much because what if we get scammed? I sent the guy $200 for a deposit. Not that that's so much money, but the guy could have just like not shown up and I would have ate that $200. You know what I mean? Like we could have been fucking scammed. It wasn't a scam. He called and he said, okay, because I told him we'll meet you at the Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know why, like what was he going to do? But (laughs) I said, we'll meet you at the Dunkin' Donuts which was down the block. So we go to the Dunkin' Donuts and I told my boyfriend, you go get her. You go meet him at the car because if I see her and if there's something wrong, I'll take her anyway. But go check, make sure it's a chow chow. Make sure, you know, it's a real, it's a girl. Make sure like it's not a lie. He could have handed us a fucking bear cub. Like it could have been, it could have been a coyote. Like, it, you know what I mean? It could have been not a chow chow, which happens a lot, by the way. So I was like, go check. Meanwhile, what did we fucking know? When they're tiny, they don't look, they don't always look like their breed, especially if they're fluffy. She could have been a Pomeranian when she was, you know what I mean? She was so little. So I see him take her. And I also see there's two other chows in the back of the car. This guy drove these chows down in like a Toyota Corolla. No crates, <laughs> no, no backseat harnessing, nothing. He just threw them in the car and drove his ass down. And he had another puppy in there. And I guess he told him he's delivering that one in Brooklyn. I wish I would have taken them both. But anyway, I guess not because there's puppy litter syndrome, which I learned later. But oh my God, so cute. So he's walking her over to the car. 
She was so cute. I wish I would have recorded it, but I'm one of those people that when I'm overwhelmed with emotion or too much to do, like too much shit going on, I do not take my phone out. I don't take my phone out when I'm at parties. I don't take my phone out when I'm out to dinner. If I do, it's very little, but I'm not the one to just be recording everything. I just don't do that. I don't know why. I think I'm just, I think I just like tense up and I forget about my phone or something, but I wish I would have. I fucking wish I would have recorded. I don't know why I didn't record. Now I record everything because I regret that, but at the time, I just never did that. I never fucking do that. I don't know why, but I'm going to start. I already started. I record everything about her now, but when I'm like excited or overwhelmed, I don't record. It's so weird. So anyway, he gets back in our truck and he hands her to me and she's perfect. She's so perfect. Her little paws and her fur, she was so soft and tiny and sweet. She wasn't crying. She wasn't squirming. She wasn't barking. Nothing. She was just calm. She didn't pee pee on me. Nothing. She was just so calm. And I held her little body. I think she weighed like, she was 10 weeks and what, 13 pounds or something? Little tiny body. And I said, oh my God, I love you. Because let me tell you something. I didn't know, okay? I thought dog moms, the crazy dog moms, I agreed. I knew that I would love her. I knew that I would love my pet. And I knew I would be very responsible. And I knew that it would be a lot of work. I knew all that, okay? So even though I didn't do all of my, I didn't even have time to do all my research on Chow Chows. I knew the reason I committed, I might be impulsive, but I commit. The reason I committed is because I know I'm the type of person that when I decide I do it, come hell or high water. If I say I'm gonna do something, I'm fucking doing it, okay? No matter what it takes. I don't have very many boundaries when it comes to something I wanna do. So I knew even if it's challenging, I'm going to fucking do it. But I didn't think I would be like a dog mom that was like, oh, it's my baby. I didn't know that was in me. I didn't know I was built that way. Let me tell you something. The second I fucking held her, it came over my body. It just felt like I wasn't, it felt like, I didn't know this, but it felt like the blood went back into my heart. I didn't even know that I was so numb for so long. I didn't even know that I was so cold. I didn't even know that. I had no idea. The second I held her and was like, holy shit, I I love her. Holy shit. Like, I love you. I kept saying, oh my God, I love you. I love you. I didn't even know that my heart had a heartbeat. Like I didn't even fucking know that shit. Not that I was priding myself on being cold. I didn't even know I was so cold. I didn't know I was so numb. I didn't know I was so closed off. I didn't know I was so guarded. I had no idea. And when I held her and my heart felt so vulnerable and just so full, that's when I realized like, holy shit, I'm capable of this level of love. And I didn't know that. I also thought, Oh, this is fucked. (laughs) I immediately, after realizing, holy shit, I love her. I I think I said this was a huge mistake. A huge mistake. Huge. Puppies don't live a hundred years. They don't live the way humans do. (laughs) Huge fucking mistake. I immediately, I was like, oh, this is going to (laughs) suck. That's it. I'm going to be vulnerable forever now. That's it. 
That's it. So if I could recommend one thing to you, don't, don't, don't fall in love. Don't fucking get a puppy. Don't do it. Because the way your heart just, oh my God, it's fucking awful. I, but I wouldn't have done it had I known. I just didn't think I was capable of being so vulnerable, of loving something so much, loving a living thing so much. I didn't know that I was capable of that. Obviously, you get used to the people that you love. Like I was used to how I felt around the people in my life. I was used to that feeling. But having something, but okay, my point is I was used to that feeling, right? But so many things have happened in the past few years especially during COVID, I kind of shut myself off completely. I was I had my people who I was used to being around and then any extra people I wasn't open to. Does that make sense? Like so much has happened to me since like, I don't even know the year, 2015, that by the time I even reached 2020, I was already cold, babe. Like I was already, I was already frozen. My heart was already turned off. So loving anybody new, loving anything new that I wasn't already in love with was just off the table. I didn't even think it would be possible. I didn't think I was capable of it. I thought I was very, I already accepted that the type of broken spirit I have, fine with me. I'm numb, I'm cold, it is what it is. And I did. I had a noticeable change from who I used to be to who I became. It was It's noticeable. And sometimes I still am that way, probably more towards humans. <laughs> Definitely more towards humans. Um, so I accepted that. And then when I held her, the feeling was so overwhelming to me. I can almost feel it now. It just feels like there's hope. That's what it felt like. It felt like there was hope. It felt like everything I held on for... Every time I had to just accept that I am just a broken heart, it felt like it was worth it because when I held her, it was so, I've never felt so much love or maybe I have before, but it's just been so long and not people loving me, me loving something, me feeling that level of joy and bond with something. It just felt so right. It felt like this was so meant to fucking be for me. And that's not a feeling I'm used to. I'm not used to that anymore. I haven't had the best luck <laughs> in my life. I, I'm very grateful and I'm very privileged. I know that I have a lot of things that a lot of people can't say they have. Even the stuff that nobody knows about. I, I, I know how blessed I am. I know that. But... It, it doesn't, it just doesn't make up for horrible shit that you've been through and it doesn't stop things from healing. You know, it doesn't stop a broken heart, but hold, holding her and getting her like that first moment, I've never felt that in my life. I, I wish I can bottle it up and sell it. It was just the best feeling. And I felt that way every time I look at her since. And I'm so grateful for her. It just it just made everything worth it. Like if if everything I had to go through meant it was going to be here, which I, who knows if that's even the case. I don't know. Maybe I didn't have to suffer at all to end up getting her anyway. But it just felt like it was so meant to be. And 
not to make it sound too woo-woo or too spiritual or too, you know, silly goose-ish, but I felt like I, I, I already had her before. I felt like this, I never felt like I was going to be a parent. I've already expressed that to you guys. I never felt that way. I never felt like I wanted to have a kid. I never had that maternal, like, I, I can't wait to have a baby. I already know my daughter. I never felt like that, but I did always feel like I would have something. I just couldn't explain what that would be. I would even have dreams. Like, I always felt like I would have something. I just didn't know what it was. And I knew it was going to be a girl. I just didn't know what it would be. It felt like maybe I'll adopt. I I think this is what it was. I mean, we're, we're never going to know, but I think this is what that was. I just feel so... She was absolutely meant for me. And there's no other way to put it. <clears throat> I'm not going to cry, by the way. <laughs> I've just been talking a really long time. I have iced coffee. <clears throat> I told you guys before, if I'm talking too much, I'll lose my voice. But I'm not going to cry. Um, so yeah, that's as soon as I held her, I already committed. So that was it too. I knew going into it, I'm going to be a good dog mom because I, I already knew you have to be very responsible. They depend on you to feed them. They depend on you to take care of them. They depend on you for all of the things. So I knew no matter what, even if she, even if it didn't go well, I'm committing. I'm committing. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get the job done and do a good job and make sure she's provided and make sure provided for and safe and fed. Even if like we don't connect, even if, because I'm thinking I might not connect. Like people get a dog and they connect with them. I'm thinking I don't, I don't have that with anything. I'm not capable of it. That's what I was thinking. I'm not capable of that. I'm okay if we don't have it. I'm still going to treat her right. I'm still going to do a good job as a pet parent. Bitch, when I fucking held her and I was like, oh, I love you. Oh, I love you. Like what? Then I was like, oh, game over. (laughs) Nothing will stop me from treating this baby like a baby. I gave birth to her. It happened within seconds. You think I wanted to be this way? I didn't. <laughs> you think I you think I fucking planned on being this type of dog parent? I didn't, bitch. It came over me like a fucking I don't even know, like split personality disorder. Like it came out of nowhere. I had no control over it. It happened like a miracle cuz I didn't think I would uh, I I did I just didn't think I was capable of it. I just didn't. It's still unbelievable to me. And spending the last, what, it's going to be two years, April 24th. Spending the last two years with her, it makes a lot of sense to me now because the things that I went through after, it makes so much sense to me why I even have her because it just, I don't know. It gave me a lot of healing that I think even therapy wouldn't have been able to heal. It just healed a lot of stuff in me. Obviously not everything, right? But it just did a lot for me that I didn't know I even needed. Um, For example, I have obviously health anxiety. Ugh, sounds so annoying when you say that, right? But I have health anxiety to to a point of where I'll have a panic attack and I can't breathe and I'll end up in the ER trying to get a fucking emergency MRI because I'll, I can, I already convinced myself something's wrong <laughs> to the point where my own doctor was like, listen to me, 
You can't keep getting MRIs. It's not healthy. Nothing is wrong. Nothing happens that quickly. You gotta, if you're not going to take antidepressants, you got to figure something out. Because I, I won't take my antidepressants. You know what I mean? So it, it helped that with me because I don't know. I think it just gave me an outlet to be outside of my head. It gave me something else to obsess over where I was so traumatized by the way that I was diagnosed and what I went through. I ruminate on it or would ruminate on it to an unhealthy place where it just triggered other anxieties. And I think getting share, I was so, I had so much anxiety about if I'm even doing a good job as a dog parent. That I don't, know, I don't have fucking room to worry about myself. <laughs> I'm too busy worrying about her and what she needs and what we have to do and what she likes. I got so hyper-focused on everything about her, the way she walks, the way she sniffs. I could tell you everything about her. She could sniff me a different way and I will know. I will know if something's wrong. I know if something is different. I know ev- I know everything because the way I'm able to hyper-focus on stuff, I did with her, with raising her. So I gave myself maternity leave. <laughs> I loved her so I thought I would be like taking videos and like documenting and posting and like oh there's gonna be good content bitch I loved her so much I was scared to post her I didn't post her for over a month it took me a long time to like be like oh by the way I got a puppy because I was so scared and so overprotective that I didn't even want anybody to know like that's crazy that's how overprotective I didn't want anyone to know I didn't want anyone to run up on us outside. This was the fucking thoughts in my head. Like, relax. No one wants your puppy. And I just hyper-focused after that. I looked up. We obviously took her to the vet. She was fine. We did all the things you're supposed to do. We started um, trying to crate train her. She was potty trained too, by the way. The good thing about how we got her was she was with her parents for 10 weeks. And her naturally like if they're with their own mom like their own dog mom um they'll train they train them so they trained her how to go potty in the grass they trained her how to play with other puppies so there was some stuff that was actually really easy to do she was potty trained the first day we, oh so anyway where did she go when we went to the sweet 16 obviously once we got her and it wasn't a fucking scam we then called our friend who lives nearby and was like, and he was home. Um, it's a wonderful couple who is now Cher's aunt and uncle. She loves them so much. They live nearby, and um, we called and was like, "Hey, so we did something, uh, and we need your help." Everyone thought we got married. Like when we were like, "Hey, pick up the." We called everyone because now we're so excited. We Facetimed everybody that we, like he would call. He called his mom, and he was like. Um, guess what? Everyone thought like, what? You two got married? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Is there nothing else on the menu? Jesus Christ. I feel like I have to fucking tattoo or put in my bio at this point. If we are married, nobody will know. Like that that announcement's never coming up. Let it the fuck go. If we got married, if we never get married, you're not going to know. Okay? You don't have to guess. <laughs> There's no guessing game to be had. So we're like, no, we got a fucking puppy. Like, what? And we asked our friend, can you watch her? Because we have to go to Bella's Sweet 16. So we're like, oh, yeah, for sure. Bring her over. So we brought her over with her bowl. And she didn't potty. She didn't go pee-pee. Like, 
they were getting scared. Like, you know, she didn't pee pee yet. And we're like, okay, maybe she's nervous. And I was like, all right. Um, she didn't pee pee in the house. We have wee wee pads everywhere. Didn't pee pee. I was getting nervous. And I was like, she might be potty trained because he sent me videos of her in the grass. She might only know to go in the grass. So I brought her down to the grass. And obviously now I'm Googling every single thing because I have to learn how to take care, care of a chow chow yesterday. Like I didn't have time to learn. I have to learn immediately. Like, so I'm, this is all that I'm doing. I'm not doing anything else. I'm only being a dog mom. So I, we brought her down to a patch of grass that um, no pets are allowed on to make sure because she's not old enough to have all her vaccines. And I know about the parvo and stuff. So I was like, we have to take her where other dogs don't potty and stuff. So we brought her <laughs> the front of the lawn where we used to live. There was like no dogs allowed. We took her there so she could potty because we didn't want her to get parvo, but she's potty trained. She wasn't going on the wee-wee pads. And sure enough, she went potty right away because she's fucking potty trained. So we were like, holy shit. It was just so perfect. Like there couldn't have been a better puppy for us. Potty trained, not stinky, doesn't make noise, doesn't cry. Just everything was just so, it just worked out so great. Um, and she's still potty trained. She never had accidents inside, which is notoriously a chow chow thing, by the way. It's not just like a her thing. Chow chows do not like to potty where they live. Even now, now we have a whole backyard, side yard, front yard. She won't potty here. I still got to walk her fucking chubby ass all the way down and around because she won't potty anywhere near where she lives. Um, so I was up every three hours walking her outside <laughs> because you're not supposed to let them hold it in for as many like as many months as they are is how often they have to go outside we took her to the vet the vet told us where to take her to dog school we took i took her to dog school once a week for an hour great dog school by the way they basically train you to train them and i kept her in it so even after puppy k we did obedience she is the sassy chow chow everything they say about chow chows is true she's sassy and fucking stubborn so i had to do obedience twice <laughs> She failed the first time. We did it again. She passed the second time. She did great the second time. It's also with age too. Like um, they learn better as they're a little bit. Like if you're consistent, I noticed after she was one, it got so much easier. Like she catches on to shit so much faster. But that first year, man, she wasn't bad. Like I can't be like, I see videos about like, oh my God, if you're having a tough time, during the puppy year, puppy months, don't worry. I didn't feel that. I really didn't because she didn't potty inside. She never chewed anything up. She's not destructive at all. And she doesn't have separation anxiety. So even if I leave her, she doesn't freak out. She doesn't chew anything. She doesn't even walk past stuff. I made a TikTok about it. If there's an obstruction in the way, if the door is slightly closed, she doesn't push it open. Very dainty, dainty, very well behaved, like just the best fucking breed, but she is protective. Immediately, this was the other thing that felt very like, holy shit, how does she know that? How did how did this happen? As soon as we got her and it was just me with her, she would growl at men. As soon as like I'm talking about day two, he went to work, I'm walking her by myself, I'm outside. A man would pass us. She's growling. But when he was around and came on walks with us, she didn't growl. It's like she fucking knew. It was very weird. She does it till today. 
She does not like men near me. <laughs> I, and I socialize her because you have to socialize a child or they'll be aggressive and blah, blah, blah. I do all the things now. You could, if you, if you couldn't already tell, I snapped into it immediately. I, I also had the luxury of taking a month off. I spent that whole first month researching. That's all I did. She slept like 20 hours a day because they do when they're puppies. And all I did in that time was research. I read every forum. I read, I watched every YouTube video. I watched every TikTok. I watched, I read every book, all of it. Which by the way, there's not a lot of information. A lot of the information is like outdated and because people don't want to get chow chows because they have a stigma and they're hard to maintain. You have to groom them all the time, which I do. It takes a lot of work, but they are lazy. You don't have to run outside with them for hours. They're fucking lazy. I have a stroller for her because she's so lazy. She's sleeping right now. She's lazy as shit. So I can keep up with the other stuff. And I. it turns out I really like it. Like I didn't think I would like all these things, but I love walking her. I love to go on walks with her. It doesn't bother me. The only time it bothers me is after my infusions. My infusions are painful. It feels like you have the flu. It feels like COVID actually. And it's hard to walk her because my body hurts so bad. So that's the only time I'm upset about it because I wish I could. Um, I don't like if anyone else walks her. (laughs) Because I am now psychotic. I gave birth to her. She is mine. Fully psychotic. She belongs to me. I'm really crazy about other people walking her or doing stuff around her. I fully advocate for her 24-7. But it's very equal. I make it, it sounds like I do everything I don't. It's just, I'm crazy. Like the only reason he's not walking her is because I'm the one that's like, no, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. (laughs) I'm really fucking crazy about her. Um, And she loves her dad. Like, it's not like people are like chows or a one person pet. They're not. They're not. It's who they bond with because Cher loves her dad. Holy shit. It pisses me off actually a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It gets me mad. She loves my mom. Holy shit. That's the other thing too. She like knew it was my mom. I don't know if Cher can see. I think it's me because I asked her teacher, how does she know when it's a man? Like, how does she know that she doesn't like men? How? Like, it's so weird. And the teacher said, it's you. You do something when men are around you that she can smell. And she can tell. And then I started researching that and it's true. So you know how people are like, oh, dogs know when you're sick. They smell it. So you, we don't smell it on each other or maybe we do and don't realize it. But when you're sick, it smells different. When you don't feel good, it smells different. When you're stressed, it smells different. When you're angry, it smells different. When you're sad, it smells different. They could smell that on you. She could smell when I'm uncomfortable. It's also how you hold the leash. So if I tense up, which I do around men... She could feel it and she's fully adopted that and she's she's aware. When I don't feel good, she knows probably because she could smell it. She could definitely smell when I get home from the hospital. She could smell it. I probably smell different from the medic. I I actually do smell the medication on me. <laughs> do you ever smell the medicine on you? I could smell the infusion. She could smell it. Um, she knows all these things. She knows when I'm upset. She knows who to trust. Like... Um, our family friend, the one who watched her the first day, 
She loves him. And he's a man. She loves him. She lo- That might be her favorite fucking person. <laughs> she loves him. It's crazy. So I don't think chows are a one-person pet. I think it's who they trust or who they see their owner trust. And then obviously with training, I did so much training with her. The obedience school is not just like, it's like intense obedience school. And then they also train you how to train them for whatever you want to train them to do. So I also trained her to know we have code words. So I have a word for if she can trust the person and I have a word for if she can't trust the person and I will just say it. So if she has to meet someone new. I will say the word and then she's more relaxed. She's great with women because I knew I had to socialize her as soon as we got her and I take clients. I still do freelance makeup. So I would have clients come to me so that way she can get socialized. I would be like, can you come to me because I have a puppy (laughs) and I need to socialize her. And obviously everybody loved it. Like, of course, like she's so cute. I want to meet her. I had people come over once a week. I had girlfriends over once a week. Like, please come play with her um, because I couldn't take her out. Also, taking dog parks are not good. You can't socialize at dog parks. But I did all the things. I'm not about to give you like dog lessons, but I did all the things you're supposed to do. And she socialized great now. Um, I did get a few questions. Somebody asked, does she follow you around the house? She doesn't. Chows are very independent. It's like having a cat. (laughs) It's like having a very big cat. She lets me hug her, but not that long. They just like don't like to be smothered all the time. It depends. You could tell what mood she's in. In the morning, she doesn't mind. Like, I, you know, I do the good mornings and the kisses. She loves her mom. She needs her mom. If she's scared, she needs me. She'll find me if she doesn't feel good. I have to burp her after she eats. Like, she knows I'm her mama. She really does. But they're not like dogs. Like, that's the other thing. It's easy to be so in love with her. And it's easy to be so happy with this decision because she's really great. She doesn't climb all over you. Um, We kind of forced her to go on the furniture. She didn't at first. When we were in the apartment, she barely went on the furniture. Now she does because we like kept putting her on the bed and we kept putting her on the couch. But they're like having a giant fucking cat because she is giant. She's like nearly 60 fucking pounds. And she makes me carry her every day. But the real reward is that she makes me feel good about the stuff I didn't feel good about. Oh, this does make me get emotional. (laughs) Fucking pussy ass bitch. (laughs) Oh my God. The biggest difference is when I would go for tests, it would be really hard on me and it would really stress me out because I was scared of the results. Um, And the reason I brought up the COVID, having COVID is because I knew that would change my next MRI. I knew it. I felt it. I didn't have long COVID, but I could tell I I could tell I had new lesions. I could feel it. And I don't tell anyone my symptoms. I don't complain about them. I don't like in my daily life, you'll not really hear like I'm never like, oh my God, this hurts. I'm in pain. I, I'm not having a good day. I don't really say that. I don't say anything specifically. I might say like I'm not having the best day, but I don't really only my doctor knows every single symptom because she has to know. Um, but I knew I could feel it. I just, I just knew I knew it. I fucking felt it. And I knew the MRI wasn't going to be good, but now I had share. So I brought her, we, my mom and I, my mom takes me to my appointments 
because I have to be drugged anyway. Like I, I really can't do them by myself. <laughs> so my mom takes me and it's our, it's our ritual. We have a ritual and I need my mom. I need to do the ritual or I'll freak the fuck out. <laughs> but now we bring Cher and the difference it made was insane. It just felt like no matter what the result is, it's going to hurt me and it's obviously going to stress me out. But it just wasn't like the last time, like having, knowing, knowing she was right outside just made everything so much easier for me. Like it really is emotional support because listen to me, I would, I would spiral. I had no idea how poorly I was handling all of this the last, what, five years, like I, seven years actually, I had no idea how poorly I was handling it before having her. I didn't know that. I had no idea how bad my mental health was. I didn't know how, I just didn't know. I didn't realize because it was my normal. It was my day to day and I was just surviving it. Like I wasn't, you know what I mean? I just didn't realize that. And feeling how much better I deal with it now because I have her is just, it's such a major, It was. it's life-changing. It really is like an emotional support animal. It changed so many things for me even going to get treatment. So obviously my results weren't good. I had new lesions and it means the medication, we don't really know because I couldn't take my medication when I had COVID. We can't tell it. Is it because of that? Or is it because the medication just stopped working, but it's not worth the risk. So we had to switch my medication to getting infusions. The infusions have a better result anyway. So my doctor was like, honestly, I I would want you to be on this anyways now, and then you don't have to take a pill every day, which was stressful anyways. It's It was really fucking annoying to have to take a pill every day. And um, now I don't have to do that. I have to go for an infusion every six months. Um, what they didn't tell me was that the infusion was going to be painful. <laughs> didn't know that. But I was stressed about the infusion because 2022 was pretty hard for me because realizing that it's not over. Like I was getting by thinking it's it's over. I'm on Tecfidera and I'm done. I'm done. I'm on Tecfidera. I'm I'm gonna be fine. I'm done. That was it. I have the best case scenario. I'm one of the I'm one of the ones. I have it easy. To realize that that is not true, and to have to re accept the truth of it's not true. I have to switch my medication. You know, shit like COVID can happen, and you can get more lesions, and you could feel different things. And you're not going to be young. And, you know, all those realizations, again, was hard. And and it, it was really hard. But having Cher made that, I think if I didn't have her, I would have spiraled, honestly. I think if I didn't have her, it would have been a really, really scary situation for me. Because dealing with it the first time was fucking hard. And having to go through that again and and worse because realizing that this can you know things can change for you medications could not work and and kind of living with well what if the infusions don't work then what like the then what part is hard to navigate especially when no one gets it which is fine but You kind of have to, when you're the sick one, you have to, you can't, you don't get to like complain really, you know? I mean, as women, we're not allowed to complain, right? We're not allowed to be sad. 
But when you're the sick one, you don't get to complain because then everyone around you freaks out. And then you you end up, it's like when somebody dies, like you tell someone, and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then they're sad. And you're like, no, you're trying to comfort them. It's kind of like the same type of grief. Like when you express your grief, other people start panicking like, oh my God, do you want to talk about it? Do you want to do it? Like, no, I've, now I have to make you feel comfortable. <laughs> it's so fucking annoying. So you have to internal, you don't have to, this is just the way I process it, but I know it's common. I internalize it and it, 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 it was just harder. It was just hard, but having share made it so much easier. And a lot of people are like, I get a lot of like, oh my God, you seem so much happier. You only fucking knew. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say I'm so much happier. It's just, it's a relief, really. I, is it a relief? Maybe that's not the best word. It's like having faith. It's like having a religion. It's like having something to hold on to when you felt like it could have been so dark. Like, I can't imagine how I would have dealt with 2022 had I didn't, if I didn't have her. 2021 to 2022? If I didn't have her, I don't know. Because feeling the infusions alone, feeling like that, it's even thinking about it is nauseating to me that every six months I have to feel that. I have to get the infusion and it's painful and I'm high because I'm allergic to it. So they have to drug you with a lot of Benadryl. And among other things, you have to do like tons of shit. And then when you get home, it starts setting in and it hurts and it hurts the next day and you're tired for a whole week. Like, that's so fucking hard for me to accept. But having her makes it easier. And I can't imagine if I didn't. I just truly can't. And that's why I'm so grateful and I'm such a, you know, I can't even hold myself back from shoving her in everyone's face and being like, I love her so much because she saved my life. I don't know where I would be if I didn't have her. I really don't. Not because there's no one else. It's just, it's something you can't explain. Like human beings deal with each other differently. And especially when you are the human being who is sick, it's not the way it is in the movies. It doesn't go the way you think it's going to go because other human beings have feelings and shit. And it's not that Cher doesn't have feelings, but she's just an innocent little soul of a puppy. And in her brain, there's nothing wrong with me. You know what I mean? In her brain, I'm just like, we're everything to her. We're everything to her. Like if we're not home, she's just waiting for us. If he's not home, she's just waiting for him. She's the happiest when we're in the room together. Like she is just the happiest when we're with her. And that's all that exists in her head. And that's all I need to be. In her little head, that's all I need to be. I don't need to be anything but her mom. And that is such a comforting feeling. Like in her head, I don't have an illness. In her head, I'm not in pain. In her head, I don't have symptoms. In her head, like in her little eyes, I'm just her mommy who has to fucking carry her. (laughs) Because... She's fucking lazy as shit. Like, I love this about her. I love that she's spoiled. I love that she's sassy because she doesn't have the pity eyes of like, oh, I'm sorry that's happening to you type of shit. She don't pity me. She makes me have to fucking carry her chubby ass and I love it. 
I love that I have something that doesn't see that in me, you know? So I know that pets aren't for everyone. And I know that it's a lot. And I'm really lucky that I get to take care of her full time. And I got to do the dog school thing. And I, and you know, I get to spoil her and we get to do all these things. I know that. But if you can accommodate having a pet and you feel like you're a sinking ship, (laughs) definitely, (laughs) definitely. Because knowing they rely on you is really a push. Because there are so many times that I've probably would have just stayed in bed and did and not eat or sleep and just sulk or maybe turn to alcohol or maybe turn to drugs. There's so many moments of that where I can't because I got to fucking wake up and walk her. I got to take care of her. I got to make sure she's fed. I got to make sure everything's up to date. I got to pay attention to how she feels. I got to make sure she's trained. I got to make sure no one's touching her without my consent. I got to make sure... She's not by her. I got to make sure of all these things. I don't have fucking time to sulk, to feel sorry for myself, to fucking spiral, to numb the pain. I don't get to do that. And that is the best. I'm really grateful that I don't have the space or time to give up. So that's my share story. If you have any more questions, let me know. I doubt you do because like, girl, that's enough. But I'm already running late. It's 2.30 now. I'm going to put this up as soon as possible. Maybe later tonight because now I got to get ready. I got to leave soon. But thank you guys for listening. Um, Stay well and I love you.